Getting into a conversation about the importance of nonprofits, as as our next guest puts it, governments shirk their responsibilities. There's more importance now placed on nonprofits and the social supports and the community that they serve. We're going to get into it right now with associate professor in the Department of Sociology at Brock University, Dr. Kevin Gosine. Kevin, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Chelsea. So you wrote an article for theconversation.com, and it's titled, As Governments Shirk Their Responsibilities, Nonprofits Are More Important Than Ever. What made you want to study this and get into it? Well, a number of reasons. Uh, our mandate was to, um, to evaluate a regional anti-poverty program that funds local... Um, Nonprofit organizations within the region, within the uh, uh, Niagara region, uh, nonprofit organizations that have an anti poverty mandate. Okay. And we wanted to understand, um, specifically looking at the literacy organizations that were once funded by this, or, by, by, by this uh, program, um, you know, how effectively they were able to support literacy within the region. Well, we found out that, um, you know, in addition to um, supporting literacy, these organizations provided service users with so much more. Specifically, um, they provided hubs where service users were able to, uh, or settings where service users were able to get together, um, connect with each other, uh, you know, make, uh, forge connections and, uh, and, 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 support each other. So they they were building what social scientists call social capital, that is networks of support, mm-hmm. networks of reciprocity, whereby people uh, helped each other. And in the article, we make the argument that in an age where of, of government will retreat, the retreat of the welfare state, where governments are cutting back funding to vital social programs and social services, um, uh, it's, it's social capital is increasingly important within communities. So people need other people on whom to rely, on whom to, uh, uh, you know, to, who have their back, so to speak, who can help them out when uh, in an emergency situation and so forth. And uh, these programs provide settings where people can cultivate that sort of social capital. So does this create an opportunity then for those nonprofits to really generate and, and cultivate that sense of community? Or is this just presenting something that's even more of a challenge to be able to provide without government support? It's definitely a, a, a challenge to provide uh, to, with diminishing government support. support Chelsea, uh, yeah, many of the uh, the, organiza- the specific organizations with whom we spoke, uh, they uh, these organizations, uh, the program leads with whom we spoke, their organizations recently had their funding cut, and they were scrambling for um, uh, they, they were scrambling for for resources and funding to support their programming. And when organizations don't have funding, that leads to uh, high staff turnover and staff shortages. It it, uh, disrupts programming, it ruptures relationships between service users and service providers, complicates uh, caregiving and support provision. And in many cases, organizations shut down as a result of these staffing shortages brought about by funding insecurities. So it is a real challenge to, um, uh, to, to, you know, 
sustain programming in the face of these funding shortages. And, and um, the argument we make is that, you know, we talk about neoliberalism, which refers to a, con a term that refers to government, um, you know, the government retreat, you know, or we live in an era where uh, there's some small government, where uh, we don't have the robust welfare state we once had. Neoliberalism results in in um, in, in, in the governments uh, cutting back on uh, social service, social program, social assistance, and uh, and you know the uh, with the with the reasoning that communities, individuals, communities, families need to fend for themselves, they need to be able to pull themselves up by the, their own proverbial bootstraps. Yeah. Well, in order to do that, people need social capital they need social connections they they, they, they need they need to um, they, 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 they need to build social networks of support um, you know in an age where um, religion isn't the Pro, as prominent as it used to be, uh, where uh, you know we're increasingly communicating with it, with each other uh, through uh, through devices, and that you know technology is supplanting face-to-face -face human interaction. It's harder than ever for people to build those social connections. Nonprofit organizations are places within communities where people can build those social connections, which in turn you know helps cultivate community and social trust. And uh, just a general atmosphere of reciprocity that yeah, can, in some ways, make up for that shortage of, uh, that, you know, that, that, that dearth of government support. Sure, and sort of fill that gap that I think you're describing right now and touching on really aptly about the fact that we are relatively disconnected right now and continuing to go down that road. I mean, social capital and creating yeah. it with nonprofit obviously makes a lot of sense. You mentioned in your article as well that there's research that suggests the more nonprofit organizations there are in a community, the lower the crime rate. So why are governments not prioritizing helping to fund them? Yeah, absolutely. That is an excellent point. And uh, uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, like I said, nonprofits are, are provide a context where people build social capital, cultivate social trust. They provide supports to people, with, which increases their sense of hope and opportunities. In marginalized communities in particular, you know, I, I mentioned the term social capital. There, there's a special term called bridging social capital, whereby um, people forge connections with with people, with organizations outside of their social milieus, outside of their communities. Um, and this is a problem with marginalized communities. They tend to be very inward looking. They tend to be uh, very insular. Well, and that limits people's opportunities. Well, nonprofits are, um, are entities where, are, whereby they can forge bridging social capital, be connected to people, resources, supports outside of their communities, which expands their opportunities. All of that, as well as enhanced social trust, results in uh, you know, lower crime rates. And uh, research uh, by a sociologist at New, uh, New York University, Patrick Sharkey, uh, illustrates that very well. But yeah, it's an excellent question, Chelsea, uh, for all of these reasons. Um, and it's ironic because because um, the government is is uh, offloading more responsibility onto nonprofits at the same time, paradoxically, limiting their funding. And that, yeah, it's it's all part of this new, unfortunately, neoliberal ethos. And, it's these days. Yeah, and the priorities are, are questionable at best. Dr. Gosin, thank you so much for sharing your research and your work on this. Really appreciate your time this afternoon. Okay.
Thank you very much, Chelsea. Thank you for having me. Of course. That's Dr. Kevin Gosteen, Associate Professor in the Department of Sociology at Brock University, talking about the importance of nonprofits and, as you heard him explain, the social capital and the sense of community and the reduced crime rate that they can that they can uh, move us all towards. But uh, as governments are funding them less and less, uh, it's making it a lot harder for them to operate.